Organizations shouldn't move to the cloud just to move to the cloud. They should do it for the business value the cloud offers, but that's not always the case. I'm your host, Brian Fawcett, and this is IT Availability Now, the show that tells stories of business resilience from the people who keep the digital world available. Businesses move to the cloud for any number of reasons, yet oftentimes that endeavor isn't as fruitful as it could be. On this episode of IT Availability Now, Leon Godwin, Principal Cloud Evangelist at SunGuard AS, walks us through what you need to consider as you undertake your cloud journey and the principles that will guide you to a successful cloud-enabled transformation. Hey, Leon, good to have you back on the show. Hi, Brian. Excited to be here. The COVID-19 pandemic was a catalyst for cloud adoption and really an accelerant for overall digital transformation. So why were some organizations more equipped to move to the cloud versus others? It all comes down to organizations' ability to adapt and adapt to those agents of change. Um, When it comes to adapting to change, organizations that have more than one pathway can then choose the pathway that will deliver them the best business outcomes. So it's about um, being, it's the ageist law of business is, you know, being survival of the fittest. It's not about the strongest. Um, and so organizations that have that ability to be able to adapt to those agents of change uh, are, are those ones that are going to survive. You know, what are some common agents of change that businesses should be thinking about and really be prepared for? So we're living one right now with the uh, pandemic. We've seen the pandemic have quite a, a large impact on organizations as they've uh, suddenly trying to adapt to a, a new operating model with potentially lots of staff working from home where they potentially had to externalize a lot of services to enable that workforce to be productive uh, from remote locations. We also see change in the forms of increasing customers' demands. Customers are demanding a greater experience when they engage with organizations, and they're becoming more picky with which organizations they they choose to engage with. There can be financial factors that can be agents of change, like switching from CapEx to OpEx. There can be changes in terms of the competitive landscape, and those forces that exist within those landscapes can create change to your business, as well as things like mergers and acquisitions. And finally, there's change from things like unplanned events such as disasters or cyber events that can disrupt your business and impact a business's reputation. Any of these at any time can happen and organizations need to have the ability to effectively respond to them. So how does an organization's ability to adapt to these various agents and change affect their cloud journey? And what else do they need to consider to optimize their transformation? Adaptation needs to be uh, reinforced with skills and experience. Skills and indeed the lack thereof is an area within the cloud that's often overlooked. In fact, there's a recent Gartner report that asked organizations around their skills and the feedback that came back was that they recognized that their, their legacy skill sets were not the skills they needed to succeed within the cloud. So I would say that is probably one of the largest elements that organizations need to consider is uh, is a combination of both skills and experience. And what areas are businesses most struggling to manage in their cloud computing environment? So touching on uh, another report by 451 Research, if we look at the top three skills gaps that were identified by organizations, uh, expertise on a cloud platform was number one, uh, cloud native engineering capability was number two, and security expertise was number three. And if you actually expand on that, that kind of makes sense because 
Uh, understanding the capabilities of a platform is key to be able to know what the art of the possible is uh, to uh, to change. And then the engineering capability and expertise is what enables um, that change to take place. And then all of that has to be done within the context of security. We can see now that the, the security threat is greater than it's ever been. And at SunGuard, we recognize and we handle a number of uh, disaster-based events. And over the years, we've seen um, the cyber threat increase up the up the ranking order. So now it's the fourth most common cause of business disruption. So having a secure cloud is obviously critical. There is a shortage of supply of this kind of expertise, um, which is resulting in an increase in uh, the salaries and demands for, for these workloads. So the 451 research uh, identifies those skill gaps. How do businesses remedy the skill gaps? So 451 went on to go and ask organizations, and and the response is kind of interesting because it needs to be put in a little bit of context. The number one answer was training existing staff. And whilst that is absolutely the right answer, it needs to be um, put into a bit of context. If you go and adopt a cloud journey and you send a number of your staff out to be uh, become certified on a given platform, that will give you a level of skills, but it doesn't give you any experience. In an isolated environment, uh, within the, the confines of a training room, you're not getting that knowledge and experience that's built up over years. So when customers uh, undertake cloud adoption and cloud transformation journeys, when they do it just with uh, their in-house staff that don't have the experience but may have the certification, they don't necessarily achieve the outcomes that they're looking for. This could be by not identifying uh, the risks involved. This could be not about not being able to effectively mitigate uh, those risks when they happen. That can result in, in overruns, uh, which can lead to additional costs. The second most common cause or response strategy for addressing the skills gap identified in the report was uh, utilizing third-party organizations like managed service providers, contractors, consultants, and the like. And this makes logical sense because knowledge will tell you what the problem is. Skills will help you overcome the problem, but experience will give you the best outcomes. And it's actually combining these two that needs to be done. You wouldn't want to risk the crown jewels of your organization with staff that have no experience, which is why it makes sense to bring in third parties. But as they build up that experience, having existing in-house staff absolutely makes sense. So it has to be put in context about when you utilize the skills and when you pair it with experience. That makes a lot of sense. So we've covered change in skills. What are some other areas businesses can't afford to overlook on their cloud journey? So three of the pillars that I like to think about um, when when it comes to cloud sort of fall under the umbrella of the, the market value of change. And so ask yourself three questions. Will it be faster? Will it be cheaper? And will it be better? Now, when you're going for adopting a cloud journey, uh, you want to consider, for example, will this adopting this uh, enable me to transact faster or deliver my goods to um, to customers faster? Would it allow me to uh, reduce my costs? Um, will it allow me to displace a competitor and give me larger market share? These are more are the sort of holistic questions you should be asking yourself about cloud rather than the more basic, I'm just going to move my workloads to the cloud. That's interesting. So let's dive into these concepts in greater detail if we can. Talk a little bit about the cheaper element first. Okay, so if we were to ask ourselves, 
is moving to the cloud going to be cheaper? If you just move do this in isolation, chances are the answer is actually going to be no. If you are just taking your existing platforms and your existing servers and moving them to the cloud, you're not really delivering much in the way of change. You're just doing a lift and shift. And if you were to price that up, the and the costs of the people process of technology of a CapEx-based on-premise deployment and compare that with an OpEx-based equivalent service um, within the cloud, chances are the CapEx over the term would actually work out cheaper. However, this is where uh, organizations fail to understand the true potential of the cloud. There are so many services that go extend beyond the cloud. So cheaper, if we take an example, we looked at a workload. It was a, a database workload, or a warehouse workload that did the, uh, the ETL, the extract, transform, and load uh, function, and was based on a SQL platform. And uh, it worked out on, a, on an infrastructure as a service about £550 a month. That same outcome, that same workload was able to be achieved with platforms as a service at 32% of the costs. And indeed, there were other opportunities to drive to make even further savings from that. So it's about um, not just utilizing the cloud as an infrastructure platform. It's about leveraging its other capabilities to optimize your costs. And that's where you'll see additional savings and things become cheaper. Do you have another good example of this in practice? Sure. So you could adopt a web server. A web server is about delivering web content. But actually, who owns that server is largely irrelevant to its ability to deliver that web content. It's actually much more cost effective to deliver, uh, to provide that web content delivered by a web service as opposed to a web server. And generally speaking, it's, it's cheaper. Likewise, with email. There is an email server versus an email service. We've actually seen recently uh, in the news that there has been a cyber vulnerability with uh, exchange servers that affected on-premise service and organizations had a lot of time and expense to go and redress that uh, that vulnerability, which was a significant vulnerability. Whereas platforms such as Office 365 experienced no such interruptions to their service because um, they delivered it as part of a managed service. So they weren't incurring those additional costs. So in many ways, a mail service is cheaper than a mail server. Got it. Makes sense. So let's switch to faster. Won't moving to the cloud automatically allow organizations to, to speed up certain processes? So much like cheaper, uh, faster is an objective measurement that uh, that you can measure. You can measure speed by given units. And so sometimes just the sheer fact of taking a legacy infrastructure that ran on equipment that's maybe five years old and moving it to newer equipment can help speed up those systems. However, that isn't the real ability of the cloud to deliver things faster. Uh, You want to be able to transact faster. Uh, An example would be in our team recently, we looked at some of our business processes and we do assessments for customers that required an amount of manual work to provide the output reports to customers. We looked at that, we automated that, and we are now able to take something that took five hours and deliver it in 15 minutes. And so that enables us to deliver those reports to our customers faster so we can transact faster. Also, the cloud comes with a whole host of tools and capabilities that allow you to develop and deliver and orchestrate cloud environments much more rapidly than they would in traditional environments. So customers can deliver change and develop applications much faster uh, within the cloud than than they would, say, with on-premise resources. 
Equally, if you wanted to scale out capacity to meet demand, you can do that much more rapidly with the cloud because you have the availability of resources readily available as opposed to a traditional on-premise where you would have to go through a procurement lifecycle to go and secure the resources uh, that you need. And then maybe when that demand has evaporated, you would be left with uh, legacy debt. So that reinforces the previous point about making it cheaper because you avoid that legacy debt. So lastly, providing a better experience. How do companies measure this as they migrate over to the cloud? Sure. So this one is actually one of the harder ones to actually give an answer to because the previous ones were quite objective measurements, whereas better is is a subjective measurement. So the first question you want to ask is better for whom? If cloud is done correctly, it can be an enabler to provide a better customer experience. If we take the example, say, of Netflix, Netflix combine, they look at your usage of the platform. So they identify your account, they use machine learning and analytics to deliver you an individualized customer experience through content recommendations. So when customers can engage with a service or platform um, that is delivering a superior experience, the customer is more likely to uh, stay engaged with that platform uh, or application or service, um, which obviously drives revenue over the longer term. Uh, you can also use a gain a better experience. I'm sure we've all experienced it uh, uh, in the pandemic when we've done our online grocery shoppings. We've either gone to the uh, the, the online grocer and uh, find that the website is unavailable because it's keeled over due to load, or indeed it's just delivering a very slow experience because you can't meet the demands because it's based on a, a legacy infrastructure that has a finite amount of capacity where with the cloud it's near infinite capacity you tend not to see those same traits and behaviors in a platform such as netflix and so it's all about um, focusing on delivering a better experience whether that be through delivering superior performance through capacity uh, availability or disaster recovery features or indeed changing the way that you actually engage with customers. We can take an example of Domino's Pizza. Traditionally, uh, historically, I should say, they were an organization where you'd pick up the phone, you'd order from uh, half a dozen to a dozen different sort of standard pizzas from the menu, they'd make it and uh, and take it out to you. But now you the, the experience is better where you can order it on your phone, on your tablet, on your TV, through your Xbox or through Siri or Alexa. You can GPS track your pizza all the way to your front door. That engages the user, delivers a better customer experience. And now Domino's Pizza now have a 28% of pizzas sold in the world are sold by Domino's Pizza. That's because they deliver that better and superior customer experience. And likewise, when I talked about the transformation of our processes, we used productivity tools, Microsoft 365, to go and do that. Those are cloud tools that enable us to transact faster. That's great. Migrating to the cloud without a clear and defined plan will prevent companies from realizing its full value. And to maximize the potential benefits of the cloud, you need change and the skills to allow your business to do things better, faster, and cheaper. Leon, thanks for walking us through the principles of a successful cloud-enabled transformation. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate you having me. Leon Godwin is Principal Cloud Evangelist at SunGuard AS. You can find the show notes for this episode at sunguardas.com slash IT availability now. Please subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice to get new episodes as soon as they're available. IT Availability Now is a production of SunGuard Availability Services. 
I'm your host, Brian Fawcett. And until next time, stay available.